When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Tuesday, January 30th. I am Josh Engelman here to break down a five-game NBA slate. Should be a pretty easy one to talk about, although we do have a couple back-to-backs. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. What's going on, folks? Good to see everybody here Fun stuff. Interesting slate last night. Sort of. Sort of. Didn't get the big Wemby day like we were hoping for. Did get the big days out of Alperin, Shingun, and Jalen Green, though. That's for sure. Needed those pieces if you really wanted to unlock at the top. Oh, man. Fun stuff, though. I'm ready for this slate. Three 7.30 starts, an 8 start, and then Philly Golden State tonight to top it all off at 10 p.m. That is what we're staring at today. Um, Yeah, it should be good. Hope everybody had a good night. Found some success at the very least. I don't have much to, like, uh, filibuster or anything for today. Thaddeus, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Yeah, I don't have I don't have too much else to add for yesterday's slate. Just wasn't that kind of day. You know, Luca got his 45 real points in 43 minutes, no surprise. We got 20 and 26 out of DeMontis Sabonis yesterday. I won both my prize picks plays, so if you are following me for prize pick stuff, you picked up the dub. We got the over on Cam Johnson and then the over on DeMontis Sabonis. So that was a very nice win. That went well. Alrighty. I got nothing else. So I say we get into this, folks. I hope you're in for it. As you get in here, don't forget to hit that like button, though. That's the biggest thing you could do for me. Coffee is here, ready for it. Ready to get this one done. So... Go ahead and hit the like button, grab your coffee, rise and grind. That's what we're doing around here. Cheers, everybody. Let's get it started. All righty, here we go. First one up. The Los Angeles Lakers, which is uh, a team that I do not want to talk about right now, but... The Los Angeles Lakers are five-point underdogs in Atlanta. Is that right? Are they just that bad? I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they are. Five-point underdogs in Los An- or in Atlanta, 246 total. So big, big, big total in this one. The biggest on the slate by four points. We do not know the status of anyone on the Lakers, we do know that Jared Vanderbilt will be um, probably, if I had to guess, feeling pretty fresh after getting the gate after seven and a half minutes yesterday. I'm going to just keep what I have with the only change being bumping up um, D'Angelo Russell's minutes a little bit. He's playing even more than I had in here. So I'm going to bump him up to 36. And then I don't really have any minutes hidden on anybody. Christian Wood played 10. I could take one away there. I'm pretty happy with what I had in for the Lakers yesterday, and I don't really see any reason why I would want to remove that rotation. Like, we obviously need an injury report for this team. We don't have that right now. There's not much else we can do. On the Atlanta side, 
DeAndre Hunter is actually questionable, as is DeJounte Murray. So we do really need to make some tweaks to the Atlanta side. Now, whether or not Murray or whether or not uh, Hunter plays up for debate, hasn't played in at least a month. But we got to put him back in. I assume they bring him around slowly and we can mostly get rid of all the random dudes that play. I've got 36 minutes for Trey. I've got 36 minutes for DeJounte Murray. I got 28 for Bogdanovich, 25 for Capella, 24 for Onyeko Kongwu. Uh, last time out, these guys split the center minutes. They have split the center minutes in their past two games. So if we're getting everybody back, I also think that's what happens. 36 for Jalen Johnson, 32 for Sadiq Bay. I got to make that 33 on Bay. But not a lot of changes here to be made. And for Hunter, you know, doesn't matter too much how we lock in his rates because he's just not going to be a playable option if we're assuming 20 minutes. But pretty easy to handle Atlanta and the Lakers to start. Now, as we look at it, on the Los Angeles Lakers side, great matchup. You know, you've got the 28th-ranked defense in Atlanta, number two team in pace. I think $9,600 Anthony Davis stands out if he is able to play today. Uh, assuming we get both dudes on the... And here's the interesting part, because... Normally, we're waiting on these Q tags or whatever distinction Anthony Davis and LeBron James have, but this is the opening game of the night. This is a 7.30 start in Atlanta, so we're going to know what's up with AD and LeBron. But $9,600 AD, power forward center, looks good. And just scanning what else is around, because Atlanta, you know, you've got Trey Young. Pacers, Boston, like you don't expect to get to Boston without a bunch of dudes in or out. It's not a thing for the Jazz. Like, you've got Brunson for the Knicks. It's not really a thing for Toronto or Chicago. It's not really a thing in Philly or Golden State. Like, I think it's very, very easy to want to get to Anthony Davis today. And he looks good. So, an even bigger bonus. I certainly don't mind a $5,900 Austin Reeves given this matchup. I don't mind. I don't even mind a $7,100 D'Angelo Russell. Um, 9,700 for LeBron is fine, but hard to get to relative to AD. You know, you can use a, a Torian Prince as a value option. You know, he's just pretty consistently out there doing his thing. Uh, minutes have been down a little bit lately, but not really to benefit anybody else. I think 29 is fine. So we got to keep an eye on the news for the Lakers. But we got a lot of time to wait until 1.30 when we get this injury report for real. So keep your eye on it. But AD looks like a priority for Atlanta. I will continue to be interested in Jalen Johnson if he's going to play 36 minutes a night which it appears that that is exactly what he's doing. Um, this is also a fast-paced matchup for Atlanta. Lakers are fifth in pace, middle of the pack in defense. So I like Jalen Johnson. I certainly like Trey Young at 9,800. I'd say I like Trey more than I like LeBron, but Trey also doesn't have a points prop. Now, if we end up getting no DeJounte Murray in this one, that obviously changes things in a big way. You start looking at Trey in an even bigger manner. But, like, I'm pretty happy with what I have in for Trey. 27 real points. 10 and a half assists. I got him in for 36 minutes. So here's an interesting thing to do. Basketball reference has per 36-minute stats. So on the season, per 36. Now, Trey Young is averaging 36.4 minutes. So it's basically the same. But their per 30, his per 36 minutes, he averages 26.8 real points. I got him in at 27, so I'm spot on that number. In 36 minutes, he is also averaging 10.7 assists per game. 
I got him in at 10.7 on the dot. So I'm very happy with my Trey projection. And I think he looks really good. It's Trey Young and Jalen Johnson as the priorities from Atlanta. I would say there's not another priority. Now that will change a little bit if we do lose Murray. But all these other guys are just slightly sub 5x salary dudes. So I don't see them looking as good as like Russell or Reeves. But you can obviously pretty easily go to, you know, Bogdanovich, Okongwu, Bay, Murray, Capella. All those guys are fine. But Jalen Johnson and Trey Young are the first two guys you want to look at. Game number two, Indiana Pacers, seven-point dogs in Boston, 242 total. Now, for Indy, we do have a little bit of interesting stuff to talk about in that Tyrese Halliburton is questionable, as is Benedict Matherin, as is Jalen Smith, as is Miles Turner. So this is pretty awful. Halliburton has missed 10 of the last 11 This is all pretty horrid to look at. Now, we got to reproject this entire rotation. We know that. I'm going to go 32 minutes to Tyrese Halliburton. At the very least, I think we get Nemhard backing him up. We have to assume Miles Turner is playing. We get him in for his 28. And then, you know, I don't expect Isaiah Jackson to play could play I guess we got Jalen Smith in for 18 then we can get Pascal Siakam in for 34 we can get Aaron Neesmith in for 30 we can get Buddy Heald and Benedict Matherin both in for 25 Now that leaves me a nice 16 minutes to give to Obi Toppin, which feels a little light. So we'll give him 18. Ah, you know what? We'll give him 16. And then finally, final 16 minutes. We definitely want to bump up Andrew Nemhard a little bit. He can clearly play alongside Tyrese Halliburton. Rates all need to go away. Everything just needs to be changed for this team. Leaves me 10 minutes. We'll say it's McConnell. I assume it's McConnell. But we got to grab all of the rates for Indy in games where Halliburton starts. So if you get Halliburton starting, you get Miles Turner starting. Oh, this is going to be tough for Pascal Siakam. What is Pascal? Let's just say, what has Pascal Siakam's usage rate been in games that he started? Let's lock him in first and then build around it. So, six games so far for Siakam 195 minutes, 32 and a half a game. And he is at 24.5% usage. He's basically the same guy he has always been, at least from a scoring perspective. His assist rate has been up. Now, I don't expect that to continue with Halliburton back. And then his rebounding is actually up. Now, that I do expect to continue. So I'm going to bump that a little bit. And now I'm going to go back to pulling those rates for games where Turner starts and Halliburton starts. And at the very least, I'm going to take Bruce Brown off the floor since he does have a little bit of like ball handling juice. Alrighty. So now Halliburton and Turner starting. Bruce Brown off. Halliburton with a 25% usage rate in that time. So I'm just going to lock him in. Miles Turner is at 21 and a half. Buddy Heald is at 20. Benedict Matherin is at 22 and a half. And then the final guy that I got to make sure I have in here is Aaron Neesmith. That's going to be around 17. That all looks okay to me. 
And those guys could be skewed a little high. So we'll have to check these rates out because Siakam kind of steals a little bit of usage from everybody that I just entered. So we might have to dial it back a little bit. Now, assist rate. Halliburton is just on a different planet. But we still got to update it at least a little bit. Nobody else is really going to get an assist change or I would assume a rebounding change. Miles Turner, no, not really. All right, so that's going to be Indy. Now, Boston, kind of an awful team to try to look at. They're on the back-to-back. Now, yesterday, we had no Chris Stapps, Porzingis, no Luke Cornett. We got Horford in and playing 36 minutes. I am going to assume that Al Horford is not playing this game. He usually misses one of the back-to-backs, which means we're going to take Horford out. And we're going to get Kristaps Porzingis back in. So we've got Kristaps Porzingis in for 31 like he normally is. I think we end up getting, you know, some backup center run out of Kata. Now that's where it gets a little tricky. Although I guess against Indy, they can go to like Tatum at the five if they have to. 33 for White, 33 for Drew, 35 for Jalen Brown, 36 for Tatum. We're going to bump Sam Hauser up a little bit. He got big minutes yesterday. We'll get him up to 20 at least. Now I have 20 minutes left over. O'Shea Brissett is certainly going to get a chunk of those minutes. So let's get O'Shea Brissett in for like 12. Now that leaves me 8. Which I don't really know what they're going to do with. It's probably just these guys getting a little bit more run than you would expect. Um, But we did get Lamar Stevens relatively recently. So he's going to soak up eight of these minutes and then i also don't have to make any real rate changes for this team so i think what i have in for boston is going to hold now as we look at indy they don't look great so i feel even better about what we have in here for the pacers because facing boston number three defense 23rd in pace this is about as bad of a spot as the pacers can get I think Neesmith is okay. I think Miles Turner is okay. I think Pascal Siakam is okay. And I find it very, very difficult to want to go to Tyrese Halliburton. My guess is that I end up with very little of the Indiana Pacers. Now, the Boston side is hard to talk about. We have no idea who's going to play today, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. It's possible we end up with a lot of value here. However, we got to remember that for as bad as this is for as a matchup for Indy, it's a it's the opposite. It's a mirror of this for Boston. Indy is 26th in defensive rating and third in pace. This is about as big of a spot as Boston can get. And it's actually helpful for the Celtics because Indy's offense is good. Normally, you get these situations where it's like the Wizards and Boston can just kick the shit out of them with defense. But with Indy's offense being as good as it is, this actually opens up a more competitive matchup. I think $9,200 Jason Tatum is a clear priority for today. But White, Brown, Holiday, Porzingis, all very, very viable. But Jason Tatum for $9,200 against the Pacers, I mean... I assume he's going to be popular. Do we have props? Uh, We do. We even have him for Indy. So let's hop back to Indy quickly. Uh, Halliburton, 20 and a half real points. That's exactly where I have him. Siakam is at 19 and a half. So that seems to be one spot where we can gently bring down a usage rate. We'll bring him down to 23 and a half. We've got Aaron Neesmith. I've got him at 13 and a half. His prop is 12 and a half juice to the under. So we're going to bring him down as well. Miles Turner's at 14 and a half to the over. I've got 15 and a half. I'm going to bring him down a little bit. And that's everything for Indy. Now, as we look at it for Boston, 
Tatum's at 29 and a half, juice to the over. I'm good there. Brown's at 23 and a half. I'm a little high there, but I'm okay with it. Uh, White at 15 and a half. Perfect. Drew Holiday, 13 and a half. Perfect. If we get Porzingis in, he will look good. If we don't get Porzingis in, uh, we're going to start looking at Kata and potentially flat 3K Lamar Stevens. Kind of like this Boston team. And we don't get a chance to like Boston all that frequently. We go to Utah now. They are on a back-to-back. I'm assuming we're not changing anything here. Yeah, they did the old everybody plays 20 minutes because that game was a massive, massive, massive blowout. But as I look at it, I'm going to keep the Utah rotation same as I had it. Then we go to the Knicks. Now for the Knicks, they're also on the back-to-back. So neither team here has an injury report. Only thing we can do is put OG Ananobi back in. That's our only option here. So let's go ahead and get OG Ananobi back in for the Knicks. I don't know why I went to Toronto. I did it again. So we got very limited minutes again out of Isaiah Hartenstein, which is interesting. Didn't expect to get the exact to get more minutes out of Jericho Sims and 32 out of Precious Achua. That is an interesting deal. Why did it happen is the more interesting question. I got to look at that rotation. So the Knicks beat Charlotte by 20. Hartenstein played, got one foul, played six minutes. Did not pick up another foul, played three, didn't close. Got one foul, played seven minutes, didn't didn't need to play in the fourth quarter. So they are limiting him in a pretty big way. Now we can take out the Sims minutes, and we can cut Hartenstein down to 24 and give Precious the other 24. We get OG Ananobi right back in for his 36. This is actually all pretty easy to break down. We're going to take... I'm going to take Brunson down to 37. DiVincenzo in for 34. He played 42 last night. So we could bump that up a little bit. I think Josh Hart for 36. He played 39. That all works. I've got Grimes in for what I imagine is too many minutes. He played 32 off the bench, however. But he's a little bit less interesting. You know, I think we bring Miles McBride down to just back up point guard run. That leaves me 11, which I will give to Jericho Sims. All right. Anything else we want to do here? I think that Knicks rotation seems fine. Now, this is going to... We, we need the injury report, obviously. But this should be a good spot for the Knicks. It's a passable spot for Utah. I'm actually a little bit surprised. They must have had their prices at least adjust a little bit. Because Sexton, Clarkson, Markinen, Kessler, they're all all right options. Um... You know, George and Dunn are okay options. No standout priorities, but... Hmm. I think Clarkson, 5,800, would be my priority coming out of Utah. Now, you are seeing their rates get pretty big hits for a number six defense and a number 29 pace. But what you see for Utah, you will also likely see the opposite for the Knicks. Now, as I pop in the Knicks, before I change that, I want to make sure I don't have to... I might have to move... I got to move around some rates. Um, or maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. Okay. $5,700 Dante DiVincenzo is apparently the best play we've seen. 
Do we have any Knicks props? Because that will really help to find out if I'm crazy or not. And we do. DiVincenzo is at 19 and a half points. I got it at 18.2. And I already think DiVincenzo is the number one player we've looked at. And it's not close. Brunson's at 32 and a half. So I'm close there. Josh Hart's at 12 and a half. I'm pretty close there. I think I need to do something with OG Ananobi. i lock in his usage rate at his normal rate. This is going to be tricky for Ananobi. How much has he played with Randall off? Just out of curiosity. Randall off. How many minutes does OG Ananobi have? He's played 152 minutes with Randall off. 19.5% usage rate. So that's where I have him. So I actually have OG Ananobi projected pretty well. But if we want to summarize the Knicks, it's very simple. Dante DiVincenzo is very clearly the top play on the Knicks and... I would imagine the number one play of the day, and it's not close. He is going to be 60, 70% owned. Guard forward, 5,700, 6.5x in salary. And he's a fantasy point per minute, dude, especially in this matchup. $9,300 for Brunson. Only guy that's going to run him down is Trey Young if Murray is out, but he looks amazing. Uh, Josh Hart looks amazing at 5,500. Quinton Grimes at 3,600 is still a thing. Now, we got enough real minutes yesterday that it should, it probably matters. I don't like getting to him again. He was terrible. With Julius Randle off the floor, Quinton Grimes has a 21% usage rate. Are we about to find out that Quinton Grimes is like Andrew Nemhard? Just out of curiosity. Because I have a feeling we're about to see that. 21% usage with Julius Randle off. Just out of curiosity, what is the per minute rate with Randle off? Okay. Julius Randle off. Quinton Grimes at this point, this season, 330 minutes, 58% true, true shooting, 0.87 DraftKings points per minute. I like it. I like it a lot. We're getting to the Knicks in a big, big way today. Big, big way. Dante DiVincenzo, man, he's breaking everything. Very much disagree at Grimes being bad at basketball, but I'm not shocked that you have that opinion. You probably look at points per game on the back of a basketball card. All right. Game four. Toronto Raptors. They are six and a half point underdogs in Chicago, 226 total. For the Raptors, at least we have an injury report. No RJ Barrett. He's out with left knee swelling. Jake Puddle is questionable, quickly is doubtful. So we had no Barrett last time out, but we didn't have Yaka Pertle back. We got the crazy day out of Jordan Wara. Now, I'm going to cut this entire rotation to make it a little bit easier, but we are going to be projecting Yaka Pertle to play today. We give him 26 minutes. And then... I'm guessing we just get... It starts to get interesting. Do they go to Jonte Porter or Thad Young as the backup center? Interesting question. Boucher seems like he's just going to play 12 minutes every night. And then I am going to also give 14 to Thad Young.
we're going to get, since we have no quickly, I think we're going to continue to get, you know, real minutes out of Dennis Schroeder. I'm going to pop him in for 30 to start. I think we're pretty safely going to get, what, 32, 33 out of Bruce Brown. I think we're going to get like 37 out of Scotty Barnes. I think we're going to get 30 out of Gary Trent. And then we get to the rest of these guys. Grady Dick, Jordan Wara, maybe John Tape Porter. I guess they're going to go to like a double big setup, at least a little bit. All right, let's get... We got... What did we get out of Grady Dick last time out? 25 out of Grady Dick. Now, we're not going to go that crazy, but let's get Grady Dick in for 20. Let's get Jordan Wara in for 22. Now, that leaves me 16. We've got nine guys in right now. They don't ever want to play Jalen McDaniels, which is wild. But I think he fits a little bit better now if Jakob Pertl is back. So let's bump up Thad Young a little bit more since we know he can handle it. And I'm just going to split Jonte Porter and Jalen McDaniels. I don't have a great feel for it. But they're not going to be viable, so it also isn't going to matter. Now, from a usage perspective, good luck projecting this team. I mean, they're missing. Uh, there's probably not even a sample. If I take off Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, RJ Barrett, and Emmanuel Quickly, do we even have a legitimate sample for this team? Uh, we kind of do, actually. 277 minutes in this scenario for Scotty Barnes. 26% usage rate. Barnes also with an 8.3 assists per 100 possessions rate. Schroeder in this time, also interesting. He's only played 132 minutes, but he's at roughly a 23% usage rate. So we don't want to miss that. We get Schroeder in for, I'm going to go like 21 and a half. He also has a pretty sizable assist rate bump. Does anybody else get their shots up? Gary Trent tends to shoot a little bit more. I don't think that's all that surprising. Jalen McDaniels has played 131 minutes in this scenario. Do we have Toronto props? Feels like we don't, but maybe only Barnes. Oh, we got way more than I thought. All right. Scotty Barnes points prop is 23 and a half. I got him at 22.7. I will take it. Trent is at 15 and a half to the under. I have 15 and a half. Bruce Brown's at 12 and a half juice to the over. I'm at 14. I'm okay with that. That are that's all of the props that we have for points for the Raptors. For assists, Scotty Barnes is around seven. I got him at five and a half. Now I don't see that. There's nothing in the data that says his assist rate jumps like that. With all of these guys off the floor. Unless he's just staggering a lot with Dennis Schroeder. If I add Schroeder off, it is going to greatly cut Scotty Barnes. But if I see a big time uh, assist rate bump, then I'm going to feel a little bit better about giving it to him. So he's played 170 minutes. It doesn't bump. I'm not giving him that usage, that assist rate bump. I'm going to be low on Scotty Barnes' assist prop for today. We'll see if that's an interesting thing or not. Actually, does Odd Shopper have it? Scotty Barnes. Do we have any assist rate props out there right now? Scotty Barnes' assist rate prop. Oh, I can share this. Scotty Barnes' assist rate prop. Under six and a half assists is plus 120 at DK Sportsbook. And that is the number one Scotty Barnes prop that you can find. Currently 5% expected EV. 
hits 48% of the time. If you're looking to get a bet down, Barnes assist rate is there. You could also get plus 120 at ESPN bet if you're looking for it. Interesting. Okay, so I feel pretty good with the way that I have Scotty Barnes' assist rate prop projected. Yeah, I like it. All right. So I think what I have in right now is going to just be fine. I don't think I want to make any other changes here. So that's going to be Toronto. Let's look at the Chicago side. Now for the Bulls, I assume it's business as usual here. And it is. No Patrick Williams, so same as what we got last time out. This should be pretty easy to break down. We ended up getting 23 minutes out of Julian Phillips on the 28th. Feel good that I actually like I actually projected him that game, but maybe I should have been a little bit more aggressive. We only got eight out of Dalen Terry, so it appears Julian Phillips is ahead of Dalen Terry. But that's an easy fix. We go to 20 on Phillips. We go to 12 on Dalen Terry. 38 for Kobe White is fine. We continue to see more and more minutes out of Alex Caruso. All right, I want to put this out into the into the world. I want Alex Caruso on the Oklahoma City Thunder. They can trade him for Poku, and the salaries will be fine. Oklahoma City has a million first-round picks. I think you can give the Bulls two of them. You know, with some decent enough project, uh, some protections on them. They're like, they're never going to be, you know, top four picks or anything. But you can overpay easily for Alex Caruso using draft assets. Salary doesn't matter. He has one more year left on his deal. I don't know why it's not being talked about. It is a no-brainer for them. No-brainer. Slots perfectly into a closing lineup. Uh, why don't, like, I can't think of a better fit. Can't think of a better fit at all. All right, we're going to bump up. So we got Dasumu for 33. He's just going to play more. And then let's move... I'll say they'll play Drummond alongside of him for a minute, and then I'll hide three on Terry Taylor. I don't have any rates to change or anything here for Chicago. So we're good. But yeah, SMP, I figured you'd be with me on that one, but it's just an absolute no-brainer. They've got so many picks that are just like not going to be all that interesting to them. I'm going right back to it now. I want to talk about it more. Because if you get, here's how easy it is. Bulls, Thunder, Caruso makes 9.4 million. You trade that to the Thunder. You send Poku back or whatever, you know, whatever like low level dude they want. It doesn't really matter. But they have 36 future draft picks. They've got a Houston first this year, top four protected. Utah first this year, top 10 protected. Clippers unprotected first this year. Next year, they've got their own pick. They've got another first and another for a lottery protected first in 25 for Miami, a top six from Philly in 25. Like, it's really easy to just grab two of these. Like, why not go Clippers, unprotected pick goes to the Bulls. And then, you know, in 25, you send them, you know, Miami's lottery protected to the Bulls. Bulls get two first round draft picks for Alex Caruso. They're not going to get a better deal than that. They're just not. And it works. You don't have to worry about salaries or anything. 
Bulls save money, too, although I don't think they're over. I want this trade. I want this trade. So easy to overpay. Toronto, here we go. Uh, Scotty Barnes, 8,800. I'm a fan. Um, nothing crazy. Kind of looks a lot like Boston. Barnes, Bruce Brown at 5,500. Dennis Schroeder at 5,600. Gary Trent at 4,900. Those four dudes look a lot like what you could get out of Boston today. I don't have much else to say. They all look very similar. And then for Chicago, they look amazing. Um, $7,300 Kobe White. Yep, I'm in for that. Assuming I don't have like a preposterous projection for his points. I, 23 and a half to the over. I have 22.8, so that's fine. DeRozan, I tend to be a little bit high on DeRozan pretty regularly, but, you know, he's playing 38 minutes a night. His points prop is 23 and a half juice to the over. That works. Vooch is at 18 and a half. That works for me. Caruso's at 12 and a half. That works for me. I really like Chicago. Like in a big, 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 big way. Um, Kobe White and Vooch look awesome today. DeRozan looks really good. Dasunmu and Caruso look good. Chicago is probably the second best team we've seen so far. Big fan of the Bulls tonight, which I hate. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But Toronto plays fast enough. They're not very good. Kind of like it. Final game. I'm ready to run crunches. I want to see what this slate looks like. Now we get to Philadelphia. And this should just be a real treat. So I assume we're projecting everybody in. I know they're on the back-to-back. -back. I know we had, you know, no Maxi, no uh, Embiid yesterday. We got 20 minutes out of Tobias Harris. I'm going to assume that we are getting full-strength Philadelphia for right now. There's no other way to do this. So we've got 35 minutes for Joel Embiid. 13 for Paul Reed. I'm going 38 to Maxi. I'm going 37. No, I'll go 38 to Maxi. Uh, we're going to bring Pat Bev back down to 24. We're going to bring Kelly Oubre back down to 28. We've got Nick Batum in for 28. We get DeAnthony Melton. Now, he's still out. So we don't worry about him. What else do we need? We're going to get Marcus Morris in for 16, 18, something like that. Probably 18. I think we get Daniel House in for 16. We get Tobias Harris. Eek. What do we do for Toby here? Now, Portland beat the shit out of Philly. Harris was on his way to, like, playing pretty normally. And then this game just got really, really out of hand. So, I'm going to go 34 to Tobias Harris. And then that just leaves me six random minutes, which I'll hide on Jaden Springer for right now. I don't believe I need to make any rate changes. I'm guessing we don't have any Philly props. We do not. So it's really just going to be, does Embiid play? And if he does, then we like him. But for now, I'm going to leave this in how I have it. And then for Golden State... Same guys that are normally out are out for the Warriors. So that becomes a little less interesting. No Moody, no Paul, no Gary Payton. Um, so let's flip this over to Golden State. They went 
Oh, they had the double OT game. That makes sense. All right, Golden State. So not a lot of changes to be made here either. You know, we're going to go and reduce Trace Jackson Davis quite a bit. Bring him down to eight. Because now we're getting Draymond, who played 46 minutes. We're going to get him back up to real starter run. It's also going to limit Kavon Looney quite a bit. We've got Kaminga playing 30 minutes a night. We've got Dario Saric a little bit more limited. We've got Andrew Wiggins playing 30 minutes a night. Got 27 for Pajemski, 34 for Steph. 33 for Clay. 16 for Corey Joseph. Four minutes left over can be hid on who played most recently. Lester Quinones. Congratulations, you get four minutes. I have no rates to change for this Golden State team. At least I don't think so. I got Steph at 27.5 points. That's where his prop is. Kaminga at 19.5. Little light on Kaminga. So if we bump that up, we get a more reasonable Kaminga. 19.5 for Clay. Looking fine. Wiggins is around 14. Perfect. Draymond is around 9. Perfect. Looking good. Final game to evaluate. Philadelphia 76ers. If we get Joel Embiid back, he is 12K. We're going to need some value, but he will look good. He will look very good. And then 8,400 for Maxi. I have no problem getting there if he is in. Kind of want to take a minute away from him and get him down to 37. But still looks solid. Maybe Tobias Harris. But then you're not going to anything else from Philly. On the Warriors end, I think $5,800 Jonathan Kaminga looks really good. Clay and Steph are both fine. Draymond, Pajemski, Wiggins, definitely guys we get to on a five-game slate. I like this slate right now. We'll see how that looks after we get all of these uh, injury reports and stuff in. But as of right now, I am, I am interested in this slate. For now, let's run some crunches. Thanks for being here, guys. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. First crunch for today. Optimal lineups. Two eighty six point eight. This is the optimal lineup by one point two. Jalen Brunson, Quinton Grimes, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Nikola Vucevic, Io Desunmu. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and Jonathan Kaminga. Nick Stack, Bull Stack, one-off Kaminga. DiVincenzo and Grimes were both in all 50 lineups. Vooch made 49. Brunson is in 80%. Kaminga in 70%. White and Hart in 60%. And Dasunmu in the 50s. None of that is surprising. If we add in randomness, I expect it to be DiVincenzo at the top. He seems like the easiest dude to get to by a lot. Ooh, might be Grimes just because of the price. Grimes and DiVincenzo, both right around 60% of this 150. Then you drop to the 30% range. Vooch and Hart in the 30s. Grimes and DiVincenzo at 60 then you get into the 20s of Kaminga, Jalen Johnson, Dasunmu, Brunson, Schroeder, Tatum, White, Reeves. But it's Grimes and DiVincenzo. We're doing the Quentin Grimes thing again tonight, folks. Have fun. Have fun. Now on FanDuel, we'll close it out. Final item for today.
we have optimal lineup. 294.45. It's the optimal by 0.17. Caruso and Brunson. Trent DiVincenzo. Pajemski DeRozan. Wiggins Hart. Nikola Vucevic. DiVincenzo made all 50. Vooch made 96%. Josh Hart made 92%. Gary Trent's in the 80s. Brunson in the 70s. And then DeRozan, Caruso, and White all at 50%. <laughs> Shark killer. I don't lay down, man. I don't stop working until after the strategy show. After this, I prep prize picks, record prize picks, edit prize picks. Then I record... Uh, edit and post contenders. Then I do the strategy show. I don't move from this seat from 5.45 a.m. until usually like 11.30. And then I usually take about an hour nap in the middle of the afternoon. All right. Rando for the win on FanDuel. Dante DiVincenzo at the top spot on FanDuel. No surprises. Gary Trent, a close second. Trent only 5,100. Vooch, third. Bruce Brown, fourth. Hart, fifth. Grimes, sixth. They're all in the 30s. And that's where we're at. Oh, oh boy. Five games in the books. Honestly, if I didn't have to cut those videos the way that I do, what we're going to start doing probably in the next like two weeks, I'll record prize pick my prize picks video and my contenders while we're live on this show. I'll just do it like I'm doing it and you guys will watch my normal recording process and then I'll be able to cut it out of this video. So moving forward soon enough, I'm just going to add prize picks and my contenders videos into the process instead of making it like one big thing. I'm going to go the other way with it. And we're going to do it all together. Yep. Save myself a little bit of time. But for now, that's not going to happen. For now, I'm going to get on out of here because I got nothing left. So thank you for being here. You know where we'll be tomorrow, bright and early on the process. But for now, enjoy the rest of your day. Hit the like button on your way out the door. I'll see you guys on the strategy show and the deeper dive later today. Good luck, everybody. This was The Process.